Welcome to Aiba Interviews. I'm Cole with Aiba, and I'm here with my friend Wade Asher, <laughs> General Manager of Chippewa Valley Music Festivals and esteemed Aiba board member <laughs> and all-around festival smart guy. <laughs> I don't know about that, but we try. <laughs> First of all, Wade, thanks for being here. Well, I wanted to uh, give you a chance to talk about uh, the, t the two big events that you're known for, uh, Country Fest and Rock Fest, yeah. and uh, where they're located and uh, give us a little bit of history about these events. Absolutely. Country Fest is our 34th annual this year, and uh, they're a three-day event, and um, then we do a half day as well, so like a little pre-party kickoff day to get, get everybody, <laughs> to get the party started kind yeah. of thing. Uh, yeah, so it's about twenty-five to 30,000 people a day. Um, you know, we book anywhere from, you know, your classic country stuff of Alan Jackson all the way to Luke Bryan and everything in between. We like to have a really good mix. Uh, and then Rock Fest, kind of the same thing. It's a three-and-a-half day. It's a 27 annual uh, event this year and um, anything from Aerosmith to Slipknot to Snoop Dogg this year so yeah. anything and every, everything in between um, but again three and a half day event and about 25 to 30,000 people a day as well. So. Now uh, tell us a little bit about the site because yeah. this is a this is a camping site mm -hmm. um, which you you guys own is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Right um, so how many campsites are available uh, what's the the layout there? Yeah um, they're in the literally in the middle of nowhere <laughs> in little Kadat, Wisconsin. Uh, a lot of artists give us crap because they count as many cows on the way to get to the venue as they do <laughs> the people that are there. So, uh, so yeah, so it's, a, it's literally in the middle of nowhere. We have 7,000 campsites. So, um, you know, about 90% of our people camp. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a f old farm field uh, with a great amphitheater, and uh, we built it into what it is today. And it's all permanent venue. It's all permanent grounds. We have uh, five side stages or five total stages, four side stages, and they're all permanent buildings. You know, mm -hmm. so we don't we don't really have a lot of setup. It's all all the infrastructure is already there. Yeah, and so you've got paved roads and everything oh, around yeah. the side. 24.3 miles of paved roads. 24.3. Very precise. That's why he is who he is. Yeah. And uh, you said about 90% camps. Yeah. This is very, very, very much a part of the experience Absolutely. There. Yeah. Um, so speaking of the experience, I mean, you're kind of known for uh, a creative experience that the fans really enjoy. And you get this, my understanding is you get the same people coming back that Absolutely. are so gung-ho about the culture that you've created there. Yeah. Um, so can you share some of the, the fan experiences you've created and how you think about that in general and what it adds to your festivals? Absolutely, yeah. So, <clears throat> you know, in this day and age, the lineup is more secondary compared to the festival experience, I feel. And um, we always try to uh, interact with new creative ideas, whether it be just a photo op or integrations or fan activations, whatever it may be. Uh, we always try to just change it up every single year and give something more than what they'd ever expect or would have to pay for. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we always try to give them more. Like, uh, you know, one year, we, like for instance, we have a trail that runs through a woods that's, a, that's neighboring our land, right? And um, for Country Fest, we do, it's a photo op trail. So there's every single type of photo op that you can possibly imagine in a woods. And it's beautiful, it's scenic, you know, leaves are, Gorgeous. We even have a Sasquatch's cutouts <laughs> in the woods, and people freak out because they think they're bears walking yeah. through the woods. Um, so it's just stuff like that. For Rockfest, we do it as a haunted trail. So we actually oh, nice. have skeletons and all these scary things, and we do the mood lighting and everything. We even have a few people in the woods that may or may not scare, scare people as they walk <laughs> through the woods. Um, but we always try to engage different activations activities just to try to make it fun for everybody. I mean, one thing that, that you 
probably, I don't know if anybody's ever done, is we actually have weddings at Rockfest. Um, <laughs> those guys, I tell you what. Weddings, they, plural. Yeah, <laughs> weddings, yeah there's, yeah. there's about four or five a day, you know, wow. and, and uh, we do it right on the concert grounds. And uh, you know, a lot of people meet there, right? Yeah, and yeah. and it's part of their family, it's part of their culture, it's part of their home. Um, they talk about it 365 days out of the year, um, and they want to get married. So they invite all their friends, and everybody has to buy tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have a wedding on the grounds with the main stage in the background. So your favorite act could be in the background playing while you're having a wedding, uh, while you're getting married. And this you know? is something you do every year? Oh yeah, we've yeah. been doing it for probably four or five years. And we just about, this year, we just about didn't do it, just because we wanted to switch it up a little bit, mm -hmm. but the requests are so huge that we can't stop doing it. You yeah. know, so we're doing it again. So yeah, good. Yeah, it, it seems like, uh, like I said, they really engage with what you're do. doing. Like there's a culture around it. I, I even if you if you go through. Um, the websites where they, they give you some of the pictures going on. You got people with like zombie makeup all over, and they go all out oh, too. Yeah. They have like you know the prosthetic attachments. Uh -huh. and they they and, and they're participating in this you know Halloweeny haunted it, it, thing that if, you have going on. If we there. give them just something little to do, they jump on board. Then it's yeah. all big competition on who can do what, and it's it's, it's people watching. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. just it's like the best people watching, especially with rockers. They really get into it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, is there anything in particular? Like, is there a secret sauce you can share to how you've been able to activate them? around the, the festival culture? You know, I think the biggest thing is, is humanizing the brand. I think a lot of festivals don't do that very well, and I like to think that we, we do it very well. We started it probably three or four years ago, and we tried to just put ourselves out there instead of just being behind closed doors, you mm -hmm. know? Um, you know, they want to feel like a family. They want to feel like their money is going towards something. So we always put money back into infrastructure every single year so that their experience is always better. And, and you know, at any point in time, any customer can Facebook message me, can email me, whatever. Two, two o'clock in the morning, I'm answering their emails, yeah. you know? And that's just what we created. Like, they know that they can reach out to me at any point in time to say, hey, have a complaint, have a compliment, have uh, an idea, you know, it doesn't matter. And so I think that that has really, has really helped us a lot just because um, we're not the big bad corporation behind mm -hmm. those doors, you know? And we're just, we're just another guy that puts on their pants the exact same way as everybody else. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, and I think that it's evident um, from talking to you that you think about things from a branding perspective mm -hmm. slightly differently than, than most festivals, you know, who will try and book the best lineup they can mm -hmm. and then throw a fun party. Right. Um, and I understand part of this for you is, is you actually travel to uh, non-endemic marketing conferences mm -hmm. and, and kind of take notes there. Can you share some of what you've learned from that? Why you go out and do this? Well, you and, can't and know all my secret well, sauces. Yeah, we're trying to share <laughs> as much as possible for the people. <laughs> look, we, people. Don't, don't give us everything, I but know. you know, share share a little bit about why uh, that's part of your strategy <laughs> and what you learned from there that you know you couldn't learn at say an Aiba or a Polestar. Mm -hmm. I think it's just like anything. You know, we have to find something that's going to fit our festivals that makes sense. So we don't go. I don't go to another festival and say, "Oh, that's a good idea. I should do that." Mm -hmm. Or I don't go to a, a festival conference and say, "Hey, that guy just gave me a good idea. I should do that." I we like to invent new things that nobody else has done before. We don't yeah. like to follow. We like to try to lead. And I feel like we do that pretty well. And whether and we're, we go to conferences that has nothing to do with festivals. Absolutely mm -hmm. nothing to do with festivals. They might be a, a, a conference about coffee, but they're talking about marketing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And and so we might just go to there because you never know what little nugget you're going to pick up that nobody else is going to see. You know. And so we try to do that. We try 
to, and we do it as a team. So we'll go in and we'll brainstorm and we'll watch these conferences and then we leave and we'll brainstorm. And like, you know, I saw this and I saw this and we bring about four or five ideas together and we make something special, you know, and, and just, it's outside the box thinking constantly because, you know, People get bored, and, and after a 34-year festival and a 27-year festival, yeah. you know, we have to always keep it interesting. You know what I mean? We're not the new and shiny, you know, uh, festival that just started out year one, year two, and it's all exciting and so on and so forth. Right. We have to make it exciting every single year. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. And uh, one of the, we alluded to it earlier, but one of the things that you've done to make it exciting is yeah. the addition of Snoop Dogg to the Rock Festival yeah. lineup. <laughs> um, can you talk to us a bit about where that idea came from and what gave you the confidence to put it out there and what you're hoping to achieve? Yeah. Uh, you know, this that year? one was. Because it's uh, great. I love it. Thank you. I, I appreciate I really that. I really appreciate that. You know, that one was, uh, uh, it was a risk. You know, it was definitely a risk. I, I, th I, I personally love Snoop Dogg, so I thought it would be amazing yeah. and then put them on with Limp Biscuit because you know they have a song or two together you know and stuff so they do some stuff together but Plus I've always a rap kind of vibe yeah. to the music yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, and sense. so and you know I, I thought it was always great but I didn't know how my metal fans would take it right mm -hmm. yeah because a lot of times they're a little bit polarizing you know they can be and so um, you know, I worked on that. I actually had an offers in last year and it didn't work out. But the year before, I thought about three years ago, I thought about the idea. And then I just started doing some research on it and testing the waters, talking to a lot of um, a lot of my rock fans that were um, that just are in the know and they know rock really, really well. And, you know, I just got an overwhelming response on that they would love it. And, and these are these are those who have been coming to the, absolutely. the festival. For, yeah, absolutely. You know, years, right? Or radio hosts or whatever the case may uh, yeah. be, you know, just talking to these these guys in the industry to say, hey, what do you think about this? Is this too crazy? Is this too far fetched? <laughs> and I did that because we like we love, love, love to listen to our fans, because yeah. at the end of the day, we want to create something for them. They're buying the tickets. Right. And so, you know, we started thinking about that a little bit and it just didn't work out last year. And then this year I had the opportunity and it worked out great. And I, I, I am amazed at the cl closet Snoop Dogg lovers that are out there. <laughs> you know, we announced it and we got just as much media off announcing just that one act as we did the whole entire lineup, yeah. you know, and it was amazing. Our pit passes sold out right away the same day and the, the feedback has just been unbelievable because who, who doesn't want to go see a Snoop Dogg show? Right. You know, I don't yeah. care what genre of music you are, you know, who doesn't want to go do that? And so I think it's going to be great. And he's, and he, you know, He's everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. I think he's on Dunkin' Donuts, Martha Stewart. I mean, he just, yeah, he just I, announced I, some shows with Guns N' Roses. I mean, it was just, There's yeah. a, an animated movie, I, like, I don't know if it's Pixar, but I was watching with my daughter, and I think it was called Nitro, and yeah. he had, like, the theme song at the end or something. <laughs> Snoop Dogg, you know, it's for a kids, kids movie. Right. So, yeah, yeah, he really is everywhere. Yeah, no, and, and he's great and great guy and yeah. all the good things. But, uh, yeah, we're excited about that. And 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 I think Saturday's going to be our biggest day. I think it's it's going gonna, it's gonna, to it's gonna give Slipknot a run for its money. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, there you so. go. Yeah. Um, now, uh, speaking about you know the site itself, uh, what are some of the improvements that you made over the years that have ended up being very you know substantial and, and affected um, right. the festival in, in the best ways? Or uh, you know what are some some other ideas that you have as far as, far as site improvement? Yeah. So we're always like I said before, we're always trying to put money back into our grounds to so the fans know that. You know, they're getting more experience. Every single year that they come, they're giving us money, and we're giving them better experience every single year. And uh, last year we did a, we have five stages, and our second stage, our B stage, we did a huge improvement. So we built a whole new stage, a whole new backstage area, everything, a, a gigantic building addition into 
an addition to the existing stage that was there. So now we can put about um, 10,000 people under a roof. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so it, uh, that was a great addition. We also did our top tier lounge, which is like a, it's an elevated platform, kind of executive little bungalows or suites, and, and uh, you get, you know, you get your own private server, high-end drinks, you know, high-end food, all the different stuff, and you're elevated above everybody else, mm -hmm. so you, you know, you get, you get in and get access to the main stage there and stuff. So that was two big things that we did last year. Uh, this year, we just actually are pouring footings today um, for a- <laughs> Good timing. <laughs> yeah, good timing. Uh, pouring footings today for a new event space that we're building out there. So that's gonna be for, for our festivals, that's gonna be for our corporate clients. And um, it's gonna be really a, a, you know, a new high-end space. It's gonna have beautiful ceilings and all the things. So, um, and then we're, we're gonna tie that with some other, you know, stuff that we're involved with, with uh, corporate events and some weddings and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, so we're, we're constantly, there's, and I got the next three years planned of what we're gonna do for improvements. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. constantly have to, have to keep doing that. So. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that's said for this, this site that you're own, you own and you're familiar with, um, but you do have a new festival just launching this year yeah. uh, in a different location. Yeah. Right? So uh, that's Upheaval, of yeah. course. Um, you tell us, first of all, the concept of Upheaval, where it's going to be. Tell us about the location there and then what your, your plan is going to be for this year. Yeah. So, you know, we, um, I have some friends that uh, live in Michigan and we've always been talking back and forth and we always felt that Michigan was always really lacking a rock festival. So this, um, so we, through the last couple of years, we've been talking about it and uh, we finally pulled the trigger this year. And the festival is, like you said, it's called Upheaval. It's in Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids, Michigan. It's at Belknap Park. It's a baseball field, basically. And um, with a beautiful, beautiful venue, right downtown Grand Rapids. Two day festivals, we got uh, Stained and Disturbed headlining each day. So pretty good headlines for, for the first year, you know, yeah. and stuff. And, you know, we're excited about it. We, the response has been amazing. Um, it, it routes with, with my rock fest in Kadat. So mm -hmm. the routing works out great for for the artists, so on and so forth. And we're excited about, we're, you know, I, and it's, just, it's, it's gonna be along the same lines as Rockfest with that culture and that feeling and that atmosphere and the communityness and the, and the humanizing the brandness. Um, we're gonna try to create the exact same culture in Michigan, just in another state. Okay, so, so it'll, it'll feel like, yeah, that same magic that you're yeah. creating, see if you can create it in a different location. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I imagine that ha is gonna be a challenge for you taking something that's existed for so long mm -hmm. in one area and moving it somewhere else. I feel after 27 years, we made a lot of mistakes in order to get it right. Yeah. So <laughs> hopefully we just take all the right things <laughs> yeah, and right. it goes faster. No more mistakes. <laughs> We're pros at this, right? This is what we do for a living. Uh -huh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, taking a look at the festival landscape as a whole in 2020, what festival trends do you see are dead or should be dead that we should move on from? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think as a whole, you know, the whole like looking at a festival itself, I think the days of booking a lineup, and putting it out there and hopefully it sells out and and uh, it goes like wildfire. I think those days are over. I think the days of just having a lineup are over. Um, I think that in this day and age, if you're not creating um, the experience for every customer out there that they don't want to even think about another festival, right? They're buying your tickets without even looking at the lineup. Yeah. I think those days are over, and I think all of the experience uh, festivals that give something way more than anybody can ever imagine are the are the are the wave of the future. Um, and I think a big part of that is is humanizing the brand. And though you know those three little words can mean a thousand different things, you know. And um, but yeah, I think those days are over. I think that anybody can go see a concert 
you know, anybody can. Yeah. But if, you know, but what, what sets yourself apart from any other venue? You know, that's, that's what people uh, are drawn to. Yeah. So. so you heard it here first. Uh, the just booking lineup and putting it on sale is out. <laughs> Wedding chapels are in. Courtesy of Wade Asher. <laughs> He's, got Chippewa it. Valley. He's, He's got it. He's got it. Wade, thanks for joining us today for Aiba Interviews. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Appreciate your time. I appreciate it. All right.